0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. This morning, uh, St. Paul in his epistle to Titus, he warns against foolish questions and things that cause division and things that that cause uh, scandal in accordance, he's talking about the law, but I think it's a good word for us uh, to hear about avoiding foolish controversy controversies and questions and divisions among each other. It's a great reminder for us because, of course, after all, we are in the midst of a pandemic, and the response to it has caused division. Here, it's caused division in the country, in the city, all over. We have, a, of course, a couple of weeks away from an election, which can cause division and can cause all kinds of of separation of peoples and judgments and all kinds of things like that. And so it's a very good reminder for us to be able to hear St. Paul said not to be taken away by foolish questions and controversies and things that cause division. And now I'm not saying that there are not important things to discuss about the pandemic. There are. I am not saying that there are not important things to discuss about the upcoming election. There assuredly are. But how do we avoid the foolish ones? Well, in the commemoration that we have today and in the gospel reading that we have today, I think it it boils down to our response, at least, boils down to one sentence. Open your ears. Maybe three sentences. I'll break it up. Open your ears, open your eyes, and close your mouth. Open your ears, open your eyes, and close your mouth. In the gospel reading we hear this morning Christ finished the gospel of talking about the parable of the sower with the words, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And so by talking about that, he's saying that it's not just about the physical act of hearing. It's not just about words going into our brains and vibrating on our eardrums and however else that that the mechanism of the miracle of our, our ears actually work. It's deeper and bigger than that. It's about actually hearing the truth. How many times are we talking with someone, reading something, Listening to the news or whatever, and we are not really hearing the words that they are saying, but we are actually ready to respond to what they are saying. And when we are doing that, we are not actually hearing. We are not given the opportunity to actually learn, to actually grow, to actually engage, and to actually hear what people are talking about. And so one of the big things that we need to do to avoid the foolish stuff is to open our ears and to be able to hear the words that people are saying so that we can discern and know the truth so that we can actually engage in a profitable manner. So the first thing for us to do is to open our ears. The next thing is to open our eyes. Today in the church, we are celebrating the fathers of the Seventh Ecumenical Council. And the fathers of the Seventh Ecumenical Council, of course, are the ones who affirmed and verified the use of icons in the church. And so we are so blessed in our church to have such a beautiful array of icons. But one of the things that we need to remember about icons is that they are not a snapshot. They are not a, a picture that would have been taken in, in a given moment and that's it. They are much deeper than that. And we tend to think about them as perhaps those snapshots, but we really need to be able to open our eyes to be able to see what they actually are. Because an icon is more than just a snapshot. You can look especially at any of these feast day icons and uh, what is imprinted in, on those icons. They are written in such a way so that they tell the whole story. So they, they see the story from every angle. So that they look at the story and that it makes sure that the, the person who has written the icon is presenting in a particular way the truth of God. And so much of the time when we just take a situation, and we take a snapshot of it, we might actually miss a whole lot of what is going on. And of course, we only have two eyes and we only can face one direction at a time. We can only see things from one angle. And so one of the things that we really need to do if we are going to be able to see and encounter the truth in the world today, in whatever situation that we have in front of us, is to make sure that we are seeing it from different angles. So that we are seeing the fullest picture possible, so that we are understanding exactly what the vision of truth is in a situation, and not solely by what our eyes have seen. Because, to be completely honest, of course, our eyes can fool us sometimes. We might think we see something, when in reality, we don't. And so we need to make sure that we are actually seeing with the eyes that are looking for truth. And we are reminded of that in the icons that we have, because again, they are more than just a snapshot. They are not a one-time picture of an event. But they are meant to be the fullness of what that event means theologically, what it means for our life and our understanding of who Christ is and how we are to react. So if we are going to see and experience the truth, we've got to open our eyes in a very particular way. And you know what? The icons of the saints in this church actually sum up very well those three sentences. Open your eyes, open your ears, and close your mouth. Look at all of the saints who are around in this room. Not all of them. You can't see their ears in all of them. Some of them are covered up by hair or a head covering or something like that. But the ears are there. But the eyes, the eyes are meant to sum up all of that which is being taken in. The eyes are bigger than they would be normally on a regular proportioned human face. The eyes are bigger because they are showing us that the saints of God, the saints of God are the ones who are looking for truth. The ones who have themselves attuned at seeing, at hearing, at experiencing truth as best as they possibly can. They have opened their ears and they have opened their eyes to be able to see and focus on Christ. Now look around at the saints again. How many of them have their mouths open? None of them. How many of them are live tweeting an event? None of them. Even the ones that we know said and wrote a lot. St. John Chrysostom is up here in the apps. And Chrysostom is not his last name. Chrysostom means the golden mouth. And he used to talk for hours. He would celebrate the divine liturgy. And he would sit down and just talk for hours. And yet in all of his icons, in every icon of the church, even his mouth... Is closed, Not because he didn't speak ever, but because when he spoke, it was profitable. When he spoke, it was truth and powerful and good for the people to hear. When he spoke, he was not just simply adding to the noise of the universe that was going on at that time. And so, brothers and sisters, the big challenge for us in our day, the big challenge for us today and every single day is to open our ears, open our mouth, our, our, our eyes, and to close our mouths. And instead of being tempted to just uh, be a part of the noise, to actually help to present truth. And that, brothers and sisters, takes love. That takes love for every single person in this world so that we can see them as someone who is potentially able to teach us no matter who they are. Someone who might have something good to say, even if we disagree with them on almost everything. And I'm not saying to not disagree with people ever. I'm not saying that truth is relative. Far from it. But that in order to engage truly with this world, we have got to hear and see the truth and present it in a way that is profitable and fruitful for this world to be able to hear. So it takes love. It takes humility. In order to really open our ears and to open our eyes, it takes humility to be able to see and experience the truth because oftentimes it means that perhaps we had it wrong. And perhaps it means that we have to repent. And so, of course, then besides love, besides humility, it takes courage to actually open our ears and to open our eyes. Because when we actually see and experience the truth, the courageous thing is to repent. To change our action and to do and follow the thing that is truthful, the thing that we have just learned and discovered about Christ or about truth that exists in the world. And sometimes, brothers and sisters, it is even a courageous act to keep our mouth closed. Sometimes we feel like the best thing to do is to just stand up and and, uh, fight and say things immediately to defend ourselves, but that might not be the best thing. Sometimes we have to take slander. Sometimes we have to take derision so that it can be corrected and it can be said, the truth can be said at the proper time. And so it takes courage. But brothers and sisters, it is very important for us to be a witness to this world, which is filled with division, which is filled with controversy, which is filled with dissension and all kinds of judgment and separation, May we not add to the noise of the world. May we be, as we are called to be, the light of the world. And to do so, may we love our neighbor, humble ourselves, and courageously open our ears, open our eyes, and close our mouths. Glory to the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.